Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Do you know what the world, can you define what the World Economic Forum is? Uh, the World Economic Forum is a gathering of elites who think they know how to live your life better than you do, and they're going to force all of the governments of the world to force their ways on you. Uh, that's that sums it up. vague, but pretty accurate, I think. Yeah, and I would say that's actually a, a summary of what Klaus Schwab says here in his, uh, his introductory speech, which I will play for you uh, in just a moment after I lost it. Here it is. Here's what he had to say. Let's also be clear. The future is not. Just he happening. sounds like a villain, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, somebody else said that. I think it might have been Jeffrey Tucker that he sounds like a Bond villain. Yeah, and and <laughs> that's something we've been propagandized in to distrust a- accents, but it's still amusing. Yeah, in his case, it is absolutely. In, in sinister. his case, it's absolutely accurate. Yeah. I think he seems very sinister. Let's go on. Yeah, the future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as. You here in this room. <laughs> yes, the people with power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have the means to improve the states of the world. Capitalism is a free market economy based on private property rights. Okay? Everybody has the right to play the game. Everybody plays under the same rules. Now, if you've been paying attention, you know that doesn't... Uh, that doesn't describe the modern American economy, Mm-mm. which is also not capitalist. It is. It's more democratic, socialist, fascist than crony, anything else. I would say fascist. Yeah. Um, well, crony, fascist, yeah. Yeah. And, and cronyism is a big part of, of fascism. But mm-hmm. the whole word fascism comes from the rods that were carried by Roman empires that were actually rods. The bundle of sticks. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and and they were rods that were made up of many other rods, and the word uh, is woven, fascist, right? woven together. The word was fascia, mm-hmm. um, and it was um, it was basically the uh, the a metaphor for the intertwining of the different parts that made up. Uh, the Roman Empire, which I believe in the context of the Roman Empire meant the different tribes that they had conquered who would then become Roman. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was the thing about the Roman Empire is if the Romans conquered you, it just meant you were a Roman, but you had the same rights as all the other Romans. Oh, is that like how people try to tell me I'm American? Davros was the name of the villain on uh, on Doctor Who. Wow. Yeah. The... uh, (laughs) Names are strange, the names that pop up in in the news. It's interesting to me that if you listen to the news, you you would think that there would be a thousand John Smiths that you would be hearing about all the time. But there's almost never a John Smith or a Joe Jones on the news. It's like, it's almost like... The people who are destined to end up on the news are appropriately named to end up on the news and be right. remembered as individuals. And I don't know if I don't know how that comes to That's be. Weird. Yeah, you, you're Maybe waking up some conspiracy theorists. They're I, getting up to write this it down. It may not be a conspiracy. It may be that 
that people who are uh, dubbed with unusual names are more likely to do noteworthy things. Mm. It's just as possible. It's just strange. I think I have a pretty unusual name. Any good libertarian knows that we all stand on our own two feet in the end. Mm. So it's not something to do lightly. And that there may come a time when I think at least a couple people on this show know that you are the only one there to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing to do without doing a lot of research and understanding exactly what the rest of the 43 pages are that I sent in today. But I do know this much, that we are, we all consent to what we understand to be the laws of this land every day with small actions we take. For the record, as I've mentioned to the legislature, I do not consent. I just don't generally fight back because I don't want to be shot. And my brother, those are, those are some of the most powerful words right now. And yeah, I'm I keep telling kidding. them that, but they just don't care. That's the problem. And well, this is the thing, and and it's up to us, Ian, to to, to make them care. And mm-hmm. and but it's a process, and we really have to know what we're doing. And there's, it's not it's not something I did lightly. John, you are somebody who sounds like you've been doing a lot of research on this whole corporate citizen, aka straw man, uh, concept. And what we haven't done so far is you haven't really explained what this is. You're saying you filed some paperwork with the federal government recently and that you believe that this will mean that you are no longer subject to not only their laws, uh, which, of course, are just opinions backed by guns, but also the state and local laws as well. Why do you believe that? Well, it's. What we have to understand is that we've only been taught one way, and that's the way of the corporation of the United States. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to do their own research, just like your Bitcoin suggestion there. People shouldn't be buying crypto if they don't know what it is and sure. understand it. But essentially, what I, I told the uh, appointed official, whose name is Anthony Blinken, um, that I am an American state national. And that means my allegiance is to the state of Michigan, where I was born. So it's not what people think when they think, oh, my God, he gave up his citizenship. What I told them is I'm no longer subject to the policies of the corporation. It is a turnoff when information that is supposedly freeing to people is held behind closed doors, that Think is held the, behind are, paywalls. Well, this is. let me tell you the reasoning here. And, and, and there is ways to access the information, and I can help people get some of it on their mm-hmm. own or point people toward it is what I'd much prefer to do. Because, you know, what we started with, Everybody's got to stand on their own two feet. If you're going to send a notice like I sent today, you better know what's in the notice, mm-hmm. and you better be able to speak to it if ever called to. Sure. So that's the reason that the access is limited because we don't want, you know, and when I say we, I'm not official, I am not affiliated. Mm-hmm 
with the owner of that site. Um, I'm just, I consider myself a member of their community. They're my friends. And, you know, I, I, I'm a, a free man. I'm a living soul. I am not a person as defined by the 14th Amendment in the Constitution. And you just sent this in this week? When did you do this? I sent it in about four hours ago. Oh, okay. But I've been getting ready to do it for about a month. How long were you preparing and researching? When did you start this process? And uh, and obviously it just uh, just finally culminated in the, the sending of the documents today. So when? how long have you been at this? I think it was first pointed out to me um, about six weeks ago. Okay. And at first I mistaked it for, is that where you declare yourself a sovereign citizen? I remember that was my first question. And I was told, no, that's actually going halfway and walking yourself into a potential world of trouble. Well, you can't be a sovereign citizen because a citizen is someone who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. And a sovereign is a king. Um, so you cannot have the correct. same. You cannot have the. Do, I have a question together. about that, John. What would be the? Is there any way to uh, declare yourself sovereign and you're not part of the state community either? Like, why do you have to be part of a community? Because that part kind of turns me off in a way. Yeah, and I, I understand that, Bonnie. That that is a good point. And our our friend the Pope made that point to me actually hmm. maybe a couple weeks ago. I think that you know I'd like to think that I was just born onto this earth. There are people who've been American state nationals a lot longer than me. I went on this into this thing believing because of all the research I did, I listened to them for a long time, and I did more research from alternative sources to check into what they were saying and find out for myself whether or not what they were telling me was true. If you're no longer I a have, citizen, what prevents them from deporting you? Uh, they can't. There, there's a reason. There's a good answer to that, my brother. But I, it, it's, it's not one that I can give you quick. Okay. And so, yeah, and I don't want to do injustice here. I, I just want to just plant seeds. That's all I'm trying to do is kind of, I believe I'm talking to an audience here that's going to be receptive to these ideas. And you mm-hmm. guys have confirmed that, I think, by a 3 nothing vote. So I'm good with that consensus. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot more to it, you know, and, sure. and statenational.us is just the start of it. Mm-hmm. There's Telegram communities. Anybody just reach out. Reach out to the Pope nobody. He knows how to get a hold of me. I really want to believe this. I really want to see But every time I tell proof. you about something that I'm learning about and you don't know anything about, you say, I don't know if I believe that. Nobody Cares, sorry, and if you believe a thing, if it's nobody possible does to care. know, He's a yeah, nobody kind of cares. If it's possible to know a thing, it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. You should learn about it, sure, and then sure. you can. And you I have, have no use for belief. No, I have learned about it. Uh, I've done a lot of research in, into this particular area, and although I have avoided paying the hundreds or thousands or whatever of dollars to hire a guru at this point, I've done a lot of independent research into this. And from what I've seen, there's not a lot of consistency when it comes to this. Now, you brought up, Bonnie, 
videos online that you've seen, apparently, of people showing paperwork to police on pullovers and it'll having the look police... like an id and the the ones i've seen it, it will be on brother truth's instagram mm-hmm. uh one word brother truth with an a uh he m- s- makes these that you can buy from him if you i guess uh show him proof that like you have a native american tribe in your blood because he like i guess the average person would say he was a black person but he dismisses that uh term he doesn't uh agree with it or like it so and he says he's cherokee there are people that that declare themselves state nationals that have gotten in trouble i've heard of that too sure and it it typically happens due to one of two reasons lack of knowledge and on whose part well, on their part, like like what we started with, you know, this is a show, I think, geared toward libertarians, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. it's and geared I towards anyone who wants to listen on the radio. But we well, are libertarians, okay. right? But but I think our primary um, understanding of ourselves as libertarians is that we stand on our own. Mm-hmm. If, at the end of the day, if if it comes down to it, nobody's going to be there for us, and we understand that. Well, so nobody means, will, but, uh, uh, you know, certainly for well, Ian or Bonnie, uh, or for you, for me, John, but... Nobody's there. Apologize, apologize for misphrasing this, but uh, but for me, that means that I have to know what I'm getting into before I start, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I also, and uh, the other option, the other possibility for how things may have gone wrong. And I don't know. Again, I said uh, enough times, I hope, that I, I really don't know much about the Moore situation. But a lack of discernment, I, w- I would say maybe. One time after I watched the Derek J's victimless crime spree, I was, like, depressed for, like, a week. I was just so, like, I felt down because I was like, oh, it seems like no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. They're just going to keep coming after you. You can say you're your own sovereign being mm-hmm. and they're not going to listen. They're going to put you in jail. You're going to have to take a plea deal. But otherwise, you're going to spend nine years of your life in jail. That's the message I got from Derek J's victimless crime spree. And, uh, okay, we need to do a sequel then because the, the, the that message is incomplete because we do see a way out. Well, I want to say that actually I talked to nobody, uh, what I was going to say last segment, I talked to nobody like that week that I was feeling all down after watching it. And he said, well, the thing about that type of activism, uh, what do you call like civil disobedience, civil disobedience, but there's another word I was looking for. Non-cooperation. Well, no, but anyways, is that if you are trying to make the point of shaking a bear's cage and make the point that they will attack you it's more effective when there's more people who were actually on your side before you make the point because otherwise nobody will care that the bear attacked you i follow a gentleman named roger sales that's s-a-y-l-e-s he wrote a book called sovereign to surf Mm -hmm. he has a website sovereign to surf his his gurus that you know, he went to those seminars that he paid uh, big money for, like 30 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And John, um, the two gentlemen gave these seminars. One of them is dead now, but those two guys went to prison. Uh, <laughs> and while they were in prison, they were they were they were in the prison together, a federal pen, and they were. It was a great library and all this stuff, and they were sending 
stuff to Roger, and Roger printed it all, and he wrote a book. He, you know, they were writing a book, the three of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it did get published. Uh, and you can find that uh, at SovereignTheSurf.com. Roger does this for free hmm. on a network called Jitsi. Uh, oh, he's okay. on uh, uh, Eurofolk Radio. He used to be on Truth Frequency Radio. He did some radio with Joyce Riley. When you file with the passport, you can file an affidavit along with it. It all gets recorded together. So you have an official record of your statement. And that is an ideal place, for whatever, for whatever reason, I'm not sure, to make this sort of uh, independence statement. Dave, can you answer that uh, from your perspective? Absolutely. Uh, so what you know, Roger has taught us is uh, when you apply for a passport, and actually, you know, they have a passport card, so it's like an ID card, like a driver license. And, you know, side note, a, a passport is an international driver's permit. Um, I didn't know that. So, really? I yeah. thought you had to apply for an international driver's license separately. They may have that, but mo- you don't. I-, I know a lady that did this copper moonshine stills process many years ago, and she lives in Colorado near John there. And, uh, well, I don't know if they live near each other, but in the same state. And she's a feisty old gal, and I'm telling you, she she gave up her driver license because she called and she got a hold of Geico. And Geico told her she gave them her uh, passport card identification number, and they told her that her passport was a international driving permit, and she did not need a driver's license to get her uh, insurance on her vehicle. Bonnie, you were talking about the fact that you know if enough people were to join in with whichever. You know, plan we're talking about, whether it's the Free State Project of people physically migrating together, or if enough people were to file these affidavits with the with the government, that that might give some more sway. And that's absolutely the truth. It's all about numbers. But the thing is, the filing doesn't matter that much because if we had, I don't know, what do we got? A few thousand people here for the Free State Project in New mm-hmm. Hampshire. If we had half of them driving around with their own homemade uh, license plates and refusing to obey, you know, various different government mandates in, you know, in a large group, then it would definitely give us a lot more strength than we would otherwise have. And we wouldn't have to uh, file any kind of paperwork at all. It would just be the cops would see, you know, the Shire license plate, which I have one of them here in the studio because I've actually done this. Uh, they would see the Shire license plate, and they would know, oh, if we pull that person over, they're not going to pay the fine. They're going to go to court. They're going to make me have to go to court. They're going to then not pay the fine even after we find them guilty in court. Move to New Hampshire. If you're already here in New Hampshire, pop your head up so we can meet you. Come out to you know various different events. Introduce yourself. Tell us about what you've done. And then go park your car downtown in uh, Keene, New Hampshire for a few hours one day during, you know, business hours and get yourself a parking ticket. And then we're going to dr- we're going to document from start to finish how it is that you successfully managed to get rid of this. If that's too easy, well then go ahead and speed in front of some cops and get yourself a speeding ticket. And well, I want the whole thing documented from start to finish. The pullover, I want that documented. I want whatever, you know, 
things that you file with the court documented, and then I want to see this process. I want to see it work, and then I want to see it work again. I don't think that that would prove that this whole thing is bull crap if that didn't work for one person. Because the thing is, these people hide behind the, the... Okay, these people who run the world, whoever they are, whatever... They hide behind the police. The police do their bidding. So they have no moral consequences because they believe in karma. The cops are the ones actually taking the bad karmic uh, consequences because they're uneducated about that type of uh, spiritual sure. stuff. The, the so they'll do this to people. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter to them if they do it to just like one or two people. They'll start to figure out that they can't uh, do something to people if there's a whole bunch of people doing it and Mm -hmm. that the average person looking on uh, disagrees with them. But right now when everybody in the um, like 99.999% of people believe, oh, you should be killed for uh, breaking enough laws, Mm -hmm. which is basically ultimately what people believe. It feels to me like you think I'm hostile towards these people and in, in no way. Am I hostile towards these ideas? Not only have I attempted to implement them myself and failed uh, thus far, but I also am offering them publicity. And if indeed these ideas are good, and I agree with you, if a bunch of people were to adopt them, it would change everything. But we don't have that right now. We have occasional people adopting them, and they get when they get targeted, they get taken out, and there's very little that we can do. But... I consider this to be a pretty pretty good offer because a lot of the people that believe in this stuff, they don't have the ability to record a video professionally and, you know, put it online and they just have And nobody can videotape themselves in court, you know. You it's really, hard to do that. You yeah. need to have more than one person to, to you make have a things guy. happen. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm willing to be that guy. And I got a blog and I got a YouTube and an Odyssey channel. I got a radio show. And I want this process to be documented. I love the stories about the successes, the alleged successes, where the guy uh, talked to somebody or the lady talked to somebody at the Geico, and they said that having an international driver, a passport's an international driver's license, and they're going to cover her accident. And, and like all these stories, people driving away, the cops driving away, and all. I want to see evidence of it. I want to know, does anyone else think that Klaus Schwab looks like Lex Luthor meets the penguin? <laughs> Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, the guy we were playing at the beginning of the show. He is scary looking, that's for sure. I see what this guy looks like. The looks of the man are frightening. He's right here on the screen, Bonnie, if you want to see him. I've seen him before now that I think, uh, now that I see this, and I I just don't know. He is just old and wrinkly. (laughs) He looks like all old, wrinkly, bald people. (laughs) Hey, watch yourself there. (laughs) You are not as old as this guy. Nobody. Was that Stephen? Um, I said, Mister Nobody's not old. Nah. <laughs> um, so I I called in to just kind of get y'all's thoughts on this. Um, right around the time that you were getting arrested, Ian, um, I was informing a cop that I wasn't afraid of him or his nonsense. Um, and a couple of weeks later, he had a bunch of other cops with big guns going to my house. I think you know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I hate um, it when that happens. Do you want to do things where, like, you force attention on yourself and you also force a target on yourself? I think that's something people need to understand is when you try the system publicly, like when you push against the system publicly and you're doing things that are getting 20,000 views on YouTube, um, 
and you make them look like idiots, some of them will do whatever it takes to get a warrant and send 15 dudes with guns into your 625-square-foot apartment at 2 mm, o'clock. Yes, they will. Yeah, they um, they don't have any problem murdering anybody if they believe that person is a threat to their power. Is, uh, Martin Luther King is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... He was a better activist but, than I'll ever be, and that didn't stop them from killing him. No. So, Mr. Nobody, you've done something, right, that I think is very interesting. And from what I understand, you've essentially told other people that you want to be called Mr. Nobody, right? Well, um, I legally I changed my name uh, with oh, with the did. government. And the reason I did that is because I was running for governor. And my slogan was, nobody knows how to live your life better than you do, and nobody deserves that kind of power. <laughs> At least when I get arrested in New Hampshire, people know where I am. People mm. know that I got arrested. People care. You know, and that to me makes makes a huge difference and makes me think that uh, the impact I'm having is much greater than what I would have if I was somewhere else fighting the system alone. Uh, So what I would say is, if you want to do activism, come to New Hampshire and at least, uh, well, nobody will care. Um, <laughs> Nobody did care this weekend. Uh, we had an example of this where you weren't being arrested, thank goodness. But a friend for of the once, sh- a friend of the show was, uh, and uh, this person had been pulled over. They put out a cell four one one alert, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, we happened to be up at that time of night. But I'm stuck at home due to this uh, ankle monitor, so I couldn't go out. But you got the alert because, well, you're programming cell four and one, so you better. Uh-huh. And uh, you went out to this pullover. A uh, person was pulled over on the side of the road, and uh, you managed to get there before they, I think, even cuffed uh, the, yeah. uh, the individual. Yeah, and I you was got video and filming. Yeah, you got video. And then, uh, the person had a ride home instead of them saying, "Oh, you don't have a ride home, so you're gonna have to stay the night." Right. They could. They would have probably sent him to the jail for protect so-called protective custody. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.